Hi, and welcome to another edition of our People First interview series, where we shine a light on great companies that not only do interesting and cool work, but most importantly, recognize and value their people. Identify Global is a market leader in personalized career management and talent acquisition consultancy to the legal tech and legal services market with great candidate experience guaranteed. I'm honored today to be joined by Rachel Denham, a chartered trademark attorney for Laurie IP. Laurie IP is a Glasgow-based firm of patent, trademark and design attorneys founded in 2010, so it's celebrating its 10-year anniversary. So happy birthday, Laurie IP. The firm is rapidly growing and have over 25 people now, and they've grown by 35% this year alone. Rachel, um, hopefully I've explained uh, the firm okay. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Great I'm stuff. doing well. Um, give us an idea. You, you actually joined the firm mid-pandemic, didn't you? So um, give, us a, give us a little um, you know, oversight of what that was like. Yeah, um, I... Uh... So I, I started with the firm at the beginning of June uh, this year. So we were already in full lockdown at that point. <clears throat> um, but um, I had actually interviewed with the firm back in November 2019. So that was way before COVID had even been invented. So um, <laughs> it wasn't, um, you know, it was all perfectly normal at that point. Um, but um, I had quite a, a long notice period to work. And uh, so by the time I got to Laurie IP, um, everyone had been moved um, to remote working. Wow. Um, so, yeah, it was just a case of um, sort of going into the office on my first day and getting the kit in a, a really socially distant way, taking it home. And I was up and running within about an hour, had my first meeting that day as well. So. Wow. OK, yes. so, um, so take us back. How did you become a trademark attorney? Uh, so I I studied law at university, um, at Dundee University, and um, I did IP as, as part of my degree and found it quite interesting. And so I, um, yeah, I just applied to a few um, sort of trademark and patent firms. Um, and uh, back in the day when you, you sort of wrote a letter and posted it. Um, and uh, yeah, so I think one of the good things about being a trademark attorney is that it is a sort of UK-wide qualification. So you're not restricted to practicing in Scotland or England. Um, and I spent most of my career up to date um, living in London. Um, and I moved up to Glasgow just three years ago. So there is that flexibility with it, which is really good. Yeah, OK. Of course, um, um, Laurie IP, they, they do more than just trademark. Obviously, you're a trademark attorney, but what, um, do you want to expand on the on the organisation a little bit? Yeah, so, um, I mean, on the trademark side, we, we cover sort of all sectors and, uh, you know, from fashion to um, automotive, telecommunications, um, food and drink. Um, and on the patent side, we cover sort of uh, all disciplines um, like life sciences, chemistry, engineering. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we we act for for clients, you know, on the the whole range of clients, really, you know, from sort of new startups, um, university spin-offs, um, small medium enterprises, and and big corporations as well, and um, that have a, a big portfolio of um, brands. Yeah. Okay. Um, so. You obviously started the process, with, you know, in November, as you, as you mentioned. So, um, you know, 
Can you give us an idea of what it was like leading up to you starting with the organisation? What, what what was going through your mind and, and what, was, what was the organisation doing to reassure you? Yeah, so um, as I said, um, I, I interviewed in, in November and um, I didn't start until June. So um, I suppose um, I, I was a little bit apprehensive, um, firstly, because um, a lot changed in the world <laughs> during that time. And you yeah. know, I, I wasn't really sure sort of how that was going to go. And also just the, the idea of um, starting, um, you know, a new job remotely. Um, I, I was a little bit apprehensive about that. But um, as it turned out, I had nothing to worry about. And, um, you know, the the firm was really sort of quite good and sort of staying in contact throughout that time and and making sure that I was reassured that, you know, I, I would have as normal a start as as is possible in the circumstances. So um, everything just carried on as planned. So that was fine. What, um, what can you give us an insight? What, what sort of things did um, has uh, has Laurie done to, um, you know, to I guess assure you around the COVID situation that they made any changes to the office environment. What? Um, I just uh, I I sort of you know kept in touch by phone um, you know with with the directors and um, you know just they were really quite open about all the things that um, they were putting in place to kind of make sure that it was going to be a safe working environment. And so when when all the existing staff moved over to working from home, I knew about that as well. And we chatted through how that was working. So so by the time I came to actually start, um, I was really familiar with a lot of the ways that things are done. So yeah. um, it, it was really good. It wasn't just a case of, you know, six months passed and um, you know, I hadn't heard anything since I'd interviewed with them. It was nothing like that. So, yeah, I think we've seen that sort of drive for hyper communication these days. You know, it's become yeah. super important, and um, you know, which is a, probably one of the, the benefits of uh, of COVID. I guess is that everyone is, you know, is absolutely desperate to communicate with everybody. So, I mean, on that note, are there any benefits to onboarding remotely? You know, as a, you know. Can you give us, I guess, the, the pluses and the minus of being onboarded remotely? Um, I think I think there is that sort of greater effort to stay connected um, now that we are sort of working remotely. And, um, you know, I, I was just made to feel like a, a proper integrated part of the team from day one. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the firm does have quite a good way of keeping structure going with sort of team meetings and catch-ups and video calls and virtual tea breaks and everything so that was all really good and I, I feel as though you know um, if that had been somewhere else um, where that wasn't so much of a thing then I think it would have been easy to feel quite isolated but um, I, I I was lucky not to have that experience um, when I started at Laurie. Yeah. And I think as well, because I was working remotely already by that point, um, it was a bit of a continuing what I was doing anyway. You know, same desk, different laptop. So yeah. it was quite easy to kind of ease into it all. So, yeah. yeah. Did you struggle with anything personally? Is uh, what, what, you know? I wouldn't say I struggled with anything. I mean, and as far as the induction process went, um, that wasn't compromised in any way because, um, you know, I think we've all realised now that it is completely possible to do everything remotely. Um, I mean, I think if you're actually physically sat in a shared office with someone and um, you're sitting next to them and you're looking at the same screen and they're showing you sort of the systems and the database and everything, 
and um, there's probably not quite a substitute for that but then you know you can share your screen online and do everything that way and yeah i mean i think the the one thing that um probably took a little bit longer because of the the remote working thing is just the fact that you know if you are physically in an office um you can see what people do and what their roles are just from the way they interact with people and who they interact with and who they talk to on a daily basis. And that gives you a good idea of what their role is. And I think if you're working remotely um, and you haven't met people in person, um, that's not immediately clear. So, you know, but then you piece it together eventually. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's an interesting point. I think when you've worked in an organisation for a period of time, you know, cliques nat naturally form, don't they, in organisations, yeah. especially large organisations. And I'm not, I don't mean that in a horrible sense, it's that you build a friendship group, don't you, and, yeah. and a networking group to a certain extent. And and actually it's sort of broken down those walls to a certain extent, hasn't it? And, and yeah. enabled people to just develop, you know, good relationships remotely because they might just be better at their job, you know, and more efficient and um, haven't got yeah. to worry about, you know, making sure you go out for the Thursday drink or whatever it is, you know, having to be there, you just, you know, you're, you're yeah. on a par with everybody, I guess, in that sense. I think that's definitely true. And um, it, it's just, it has been really easy. And I think for me, uh, you know, I'm seven months into this now and um, it's it's all I've known and it feels normal. And I don't know if that's a good thing or not. And um, the fact that I've not had my first day in the office yet, <laughs> but, you know, it's, um, it seems to be working okay and um you know and, and like i said everyone seems to be making just more of that social effort so yeah well i think it, it'd be remiss of us to ignore that and and because not every organization has done that and um you know you, you've been you know an excellent promoter of, of florid saying how well they've looked after you and you, you've onboarded you know really naturally and you become a part of the team so perhaps you can just give us a bit more insight you know and in terms of the, the things that they've done you mentioned lots of those meetings and um yeah. you know get, get, let's um let's promote them a little bit because i think what they've done from what you've told me has been fantastic yeah um so i mean they, they do have quite um a bit of structure when it comes to keeping team meetings going and that sort of thing you know yeah. even remotely and um the good thing about it is the fact that um everyone is encouraged to participate in these meetings so we all take our turn to sort of chair the meeting and do the minutes and everything so there's a rota and it makes sure that no one is left out and um you know i think there is always that danger that maybe if if you have a certain type of personality you might just kind of fade away into the background when you're at home i don't yeah. know yeah. um but um that that hasn't happened at all and um you know everyone's ideas are welcome in the meeting and you know when it comes to sort of the you know the way the meetings are run there's no hierarchy you know we've got directors attorneys support staff all giving their input into these things and um, yeah, I mean, we've had a lot of um, sort of online social events as well, because the firm is really mindful of the fact that, you know, they, they have taken on a lot of new recruits and th there would have been welcome drinks, lunches. None of that was sort of, you know, it, it, it couldn't happen. So, yeah. you know, they, they've gone to a lot of effort to sort of come up with alternatives. Um, so we, we've had online quizzes, we've had... Um, We've had sort of other things as well, and um, the firm has provided um, a takeaway, um, you know, to to sort of go along with that. So, yeah. um, oh wow, it has been quite nice. It sounds like um, it was it was you know a good culture before 
yeah. lockdown. So, you know, they've just tried to replicate that online and, and, and obviously clearly that's important. So, you know, I think that definitely comes through and, and you know, a lot of organisations perhaps didn't have that culture of struggled, you know, yeah. and actually become, in, you know, a bit enforced really. And all of a sudden, you know, these companies are doing random quizzes and, you know, yeah. everyone's got to wear a funny hat and, and it's like, well, <laughs> yeah. we've never done this before. So what's the, you know, it feels a bit weird. I mean, not, I don't want to belittle anyone who's trying, you know, it's not, the, it's not the point, but I think, um, I think it's, if, if the culture's already there, yeah. then, you know, the rest is easy. So, um, yeah, I think, um, I mean, I think with a lot of these things, it can feel a bit forced and I have to admit that, you know, I'm not a massive fan of, you know, doing things over a screen because I, I'd rather just be there in person. But I, I do get the impression from the firm that, you know, this sort of culture of, um, you know, kind of making everything sort of quite um, friendly. I, I could tell that that was there before. So, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, so I mean, what's going on in, you know, the in your world from a business perspective? Has, has COVID developed any trends? Has it? Um, you know, have you seen any, um, you know, increases or decreases in part of your market? What, what's, what's, um, what's, how's COVID affect, affected your business? I think um, as, as far as the sort of um, the level of work is concerned, that hasn't dropped at all. Um, we have noticed that our clients are doing things differently um, from the way they did them before um, to, to sort of, you know, cope with the challenges of the pandemic. Um, and they have, I mean, especially in, you know, the hospitality industry, for example, a lot of our clients have sort of moved their businesses online. Um, you know, their, their premises have had to close on a temporary basis. So they've now pushed the sort of online part of their business. And then, you know, that sort of thing then creates work for us too. Um, I think a lot of um, businesses have moved into other areas. Um, so I think it has just forced our clients to be a bit more creative okay. um, about how they how they do things. And, you know, we, we've noticed there's a lot of new um, startup businesses um, as well. Um, right. You know, I think there's lots of reasons for that. Maybe, you know, someone has been made redundant and then they're thinking this is like my opportunity to do what I wanted to do all along. Yeah. And that was to, you know, create something. So there's a lot of innovation going on. We can see that. Um, and it's just it's just a change of strategy, really. Um, but, you know, on the trademark side, we we kind of cover all sectors anyway. So we just um, we can advise on all that. So. Yeah. And what are they demanding most from you right now? What's what's the, the, the thing that's keeping you busy at the minute? I think it's, um, you know, um, asking for advice on, you know, sort of moving into new business areas, new startups asking for advice on that. And how they go about branding because they've not done that at all. Um, this is their first sort of experience of that. And I think um, at the moment we've got a lot of clients sort of wanting to Brexit proof their intellectual property rights. So um, you know we're we're sort of um, advising our clients on how best to sort of um, protect their their intellectual property and to sort of maintain their their existing rights as well. Right, because okay. that is a concern for clients. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's uh, I think it's a concern for for a lot of people now. Um, not yeah. to notwithstanding Boris, I think it's a concern for him. I think I wonder if he'll get it right. So, um, anyway, let's not go there. But um, right. Um, now clearly, you know, 
the, the the business has a great culture you know great people you know you 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 know talk really fondly of them and i'm sure um you know the the rest of the team will but so clearly the people are a big differentiator for, for laurie ip but what, what what else makes you different i mean this is a new area to me so um you know forgive my ignorance but so what what makes you different um you know from other um similar organizations well i mean I mean, I, I moved up to, to Scotland to work um, three years ago, and um, that's when I became aware of, of Laurie IP. And, um, you know, I, I had sort of heard that they were they were an ambitious firm and that they were growing rapidly. Um, I knew they had a well-qualified team. And uh, so that's kind of what attracted me to them, really. And uh, they do have, you know, a, a very sort of, collaborative approach to things where um, the whole team, like I said, is is sort of brought into, you know, giving input on how, you know, the firm's policies and processes are run. And um, mm. I think that's quite a unique thing. And um, the firm has, um, you know, sort of focus groups that the staff are encouraged to join in with should they wish to do so. It's all, you know, optional. But um, so they have a, a client care business development group, they have an innovation group and they have a people group as well. And um, those those are, you know, very popular and um, and it's a it's a way for the, the staff at large to to contribute to sort of running the firm, really. And um, I think that sort of is quite a, a standout thing. Yeah, fantastic. I think it's important, and you know, we're seeing this more and more now, especially in in when things are down. You know, people look for organisations that can add value, and you know that um, that that have got that sort of good ethical standpoint as well. And yeah. um, you know, and we've seen you know these big corporations are starting to you know crumble, and uh, the small organisations, you know, as you experience, you know, from a yeah. business perspective, people starting up, people want those more agile, more customer facing, um, you know, more customer focused um, organisations. So um, yeah, it sounds like you guys. Are are on, on the right path. Um, are you, I know that you've recently recruited someone outside of, I know you're typically, you know, a Scottish-based organisation, um, but you've recruited someone outside of your normal catchment area. So um, how has that gone for you, I mean, and or the organisation, and, and is, has COVID given you the confidence to do that, and, and if so, why? Yeah, it really has. I mean, you know, one, one of the issues, um, you know, in Scotland is that there is, um, it, is, it has in the past been quite sort of difficult to to recruit um, qualified professionals in Scotland because it is quite a, a small pool. Um, and so um, I think the with the whole working from home revolution, I think that has sort of forced businesses to kind of look elsewhere and maybe cast the net a bit wider um, in order to, you know, find the candidate that is the right fit for the team and so um that's that's what we've done and um that has worked well and um you know it it, it doesn't matter sort of where you are geographically um you can do everything and um so um i'm i'm sure that won't be the last <laughs> so yeah good um, well i think it's good especially you know if you know if you can do it in such a great way that you've been doing it then um you know yeah. sometimes for even people working with a remote company, they still want that interaction, you know, that physical interaction. So, um, you know, even if it's only, you know, once a week or month or whatever it looks like. So, um, but feeling part of a team is still really important, even if someone does want to work from home, if that makes sense. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, um, uh, last couple of questions then, and because um, we, we like to keep these short and brief and, and um, 
you know, interesting. So what's the best piece of advice that you can give an organisation recruiting people, you know, post-pandemic? So, you know, looking at, I guess, remote, more remote working, because we're going to see lots of that. Um, yeah. you know, you've, you've experienced it. So, you know, let's, the things that you've been good and bad, let, let, let's um, share some advice. What's, what, what, uh, what advice would you give people? I think um, it's um, it's completely doable and um, it works. And I don't think that, you know, businesses should really hold off on the recruitment plans just because, well, just for the sake of waiting until a return to the office starts. Um, and I think it's really important for businesses to actually put out the word um, that they are recruiting because I think candidates might be thinking at the moment or that they just assume that no one is hiring. Mm -hmm. um, and I know that Laurie IP, you know, they, they have sort of put the word out there about their sort of, you know, recruitment plans. Yeah. Um, and I think as well, um, I think Laurie has been bucking the trend a bit in that way um, in that, you know, they, they have sort of ambitious plans for growth and they've stuck with them and um, they haven't let the pandemic get in the way of that. Um, and so I think, you know, I think the best piece of advice as well for sort of onboarding someone new is just to, you know, make sure that, you know, everyone stays connected. And even when it comes to interviewing, you can do that on Zoom. And I know that that's how Laurie have been doing it um, in recent months. And yeah. um, uh, I think, you know, it's it, it's possible to, you know, carry on. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, when you think you wish you'd invested in Zoom earlier on, I mean, that, yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's like the Facebook moment, I think, wasn't it? It just boomed all yeah. the night. So um, thanks for that. I think that's really um, interesting points. And, you know, I think there is a lot of organisations out there that are hesitant um, because they don't have the right, um, you know, processes in place. Um, not so much technology these days, but you know, even still, not everyone has teams. You know, Zoom is can be expensive if you're a smaller organisation. Um, you know, if you want the full package. So, um, but actually, if if you've got a good culture and you had a good culture before, um, taking that online should be relatively easy. Um, and it, and if you're unsure about your culture, I think um, you know that, that you can start to change and adapt. Um, you know, now as well. So I think that's really sage advice. So thank you for that. Yeah, and um, I think as well that you know that's how we um, that's how we're interacting with our clients as well. Um, we're doing that online. They're working from home too, and I think you know it works pretty well because we all understand that we're all in the same boat with it. And you know things aren't perfect, and things go wrong every now and then with the technology and everything. But yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, Rachel, that's been fantastic. Thank you for that. Um, and if you are listening to this and would like to know more about uh, Laurie IP's recruitment plans in 2021, now it will be. So, yeah, please get in touch. We'll put links in the comments and you can go to their website um, and there'll be some information there for you to, to look out. Um, even if you just like to inquire, um, find out more about their business, um, either as, a, as an employee or as a client, please get in touch with them. And uh, if uh, by the time that this goes out, it will be it will be 2021. So um, yeah, I'm wishing everybody that they've had a nice Christmas and um, hopefully a much more prosperous 2021. Thanks, Rachel, and we'll speak to you Thank soon. You. Nice to speak to you.